0: Welcome to the 360Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360Serve. I'm so excited to introduce you to this new series of episodes featuring what God is doing in the country of China. Get ready for a journey. This journey is gonna change your life. If you're listening today, you are most likely someone who would like to make a greater impact in global missions. Is that right? I think that's you, but maybe you're not sure how. Maybe you've tried to get involved in missions, you know? but you run into all these barriers, like the language barrier. I don't speak that language or the travel barrier. How can I get there? Especially now there's all these COVID-19 travel restrictions, or maybe it's the finance barrier. I don't have that kind of money to get involved. 360Serve is about a new way to do missions where we help you support indigenous church planners in many of the least reached countries at the ends of the earth. An indigenous church planner is someone who's grown up and they live in their country. They know their culture and language. They're very effective in reaching their own country for Christ. Today, we're witnessing the greatest turning to Jesus our world has ever seen. And that's an amazing statement, but it's true, and it's because indigenous church planners—they're leading the charge. They're bringing the gospel with power to the ends of the earth. They know the language, they know the culture. They're very effective. The 360 Serve podcast is dedicated to interviewing these amazing church planners. So you can hear straight from them, the incredible things God is doing in the field, all over the world, and how you can get involved. In this episode, we're gonna bring you to the country of China, where you're gonna meet our church planning movement leader. His name is Barnabas, he's a dear friend. You're gonna hear about his story growing up in China. He's gonna share with you many moments where because of the gospel, he had to flee from the police. Uh, You're gonna learn about persecution throughout the country of China for anyone who calls themselves a Christian. Most importantly, you're gonna learn about the most incredible house church planning movement, watch this, in Christian history. Now, everyone has an opinion about China, but is the opinion you are hearing the truth? That's a good question. China is constantly in the news. We're always hearing things about China, right? It is the world's largest populated country, 1.4 billion people. It also is the world's second largest economy, second only to the economy of the United States. We're going to get into so many exciting topics in this series on China but today's episode we need to jump into the issue that we're all facing right now which is COVID-19 and its impact on China in particular. I'm so excited to introduce you to Barnabas, my dear friend for over 20 years and our movement leader who knows China inside and out. Here is Barnabas. Well it's Really exciting for me to be able to introduce you to one of my dear friends, Barnabas from China. We get to focus in on the country of China for these next several uh, episodes. And Barnabas, you want to give a little greeting to the listeners here today.
1: Oh, yes. Um, I probably don't know any one of you, but thank you so much for Physics uh, to Surf brothers and sisters and for Pastor Mark, who is helping a lot for the ministry in China. Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Barnabas, uh, we've known each other for over 20 years, so (laughs) there's so much that we can talk about. And uh, I can't wait for our listeners to get to know you, your hearts, and the story of what God is doing in China and through your life. And uh, we're going to get into some really exciting segments, and this will be exciting as well. But I feel like the issue at hand right now is COVID-19 and uh I'd like you to talk about that how that's impacting China so we can pray so we can understand. Uh I know that we have given, you know, to the work uh to help uh fund the ministry into China in dealing with COVID-19 and but can you just give us kind of uh, an up to date what's going on? Uh just as you'd like to tell us uh just the story of what's happening.
1: Um China is a big country where we work with the house churches in China. We have connections everywhere in China, in every province, in smaller towns and villages. But still, I find it uh, very hard to know the whole picture, uh, probably because of the government is blocking all the connections. And because uh, everyone has to stay home, they cannot travel even to the next village. Or in cities, they cannot go out to the next building except uh, there will be police or the street guard to escort you to the supermarket. So a lot of times they do not know what is going on even in their own city, except by uh, WeChat. I mean, people will communicate, but, uh, but the information is still quite limited. But we believe that uh, the city of Wuhan and Hubei province is very much impacted by the virus. Uh, Starting even early in January, February, March, the the city of Wuhan and Hubei province start to open up in the middle of May. And by the end of May, it is kind of opening up for everybody. Uh, there are a lot of people died just in this province and in the cities of Wuhan because, uh, the numbers of coffins sold and also the cremation facilities, they are fully booked and the government has to stop people going there. I think, uh, even in the U.S., you may have, uh, read some of this, uh, this type of news from China. So it's kind of a mystery, but people all around believe, I mean, overseas Chinese, when we have more freedom on the on press and, and talking about the virus, we believe it is at least five times or even ten times the number statistic that the uh, Chinese government released. It is a huge number. Uh, the One reason they said there's uh, not too many cases, because they, they do not test it they do not even test it. And even if you get a fever, you think you get a virus, you go to the hospital, they stop you going in, we have fully. Booked. Go, go back home, you know. So they can say that there's no virus or very few virus because they do not test it. So this is one uh, perspective when we look at the virus in China. We all believe there's a lot of virus in China. Even uh, a month ago, there's an outbreak in Beijing, and now they said they are control, but uh, we have pastors and brothers and sisters in Beijing saying that in that special district in Beijing, they are still blocking everything. People cannot go in and out. Hmm. Wow!
0: And even some of the pastors are, are some of the pastors as well uh, impacted by this, Barnabas.
1: Yes, yeah, there are some in different locations. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, but no one died. praise the Lord. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. With that as a backdrop, and I know it's very complex uh, and uh, but but in terms of just the ministry of uh, what's been taking place through some of the funds that are getting in, this is getting to the church planners and the pastors, what's been happening ministry- wise in the midst of all this?
1: Uh, your donation and support financially and prayer is impacting China and really makes a big difference because when it started, when the virus started in February, no one knows what to do. Even, I, don't, I think even the Chinese government doesn't know exactly what to do. I mean, uh, it is a, a, tra- a tragedy. And people being locked up and cannot go anywhere. Uh, you know, in China, every street or every building, they have a um, Communist Party security guard. Oh, right now it's like three or four or 10. Like police uh, checking out everybody. To if they want to leave the building, they are not allowed to. Mm. Uh, so it has been a very difficult time for for all the people in China, especially in in the city of Wuhan. Uh, so with your support, we were able to buy masks and also food. Uh, food is just very simple, like uh, instant noodles, some rice, cooking oil and vegetables, we have vegetables donated to um, <clears throat> the most impacted city, like one from other brothers and sisters who are farmers in other provinces. So we uh, coordinate all of that, we buy some, and so we, de- we were able to deliver to not just the Christian family, but we use uh, the mask and also uh, the, the relief goods When we give out to different families, non-Christians, this is the best chance. Uh, That's what I put it. Each one of the masks is a tool to proclaim the gospel because when you give out a mask, people say thank you a lot, 10 times, 20 times, because they cannot buy a mask even if they have money. Uh, Right now, it's a little bit different. There are more masks to sell on the market now. But in, in February and March and April, Mass is like, is a, has a big demand. And when we give our mass, we get the opportunity to talk <clears throat> to everyone about the gospel. Uh, so that's why uh, we see a lot of uh, people coming to Christ, even through this crisis. We see government officials, you know, everyone is forced to leave their own compound or house or, or buildings or village. Uh, but when we have the mass, they was able to deliver to our pastors and church planters. They talked to the government official and give them some mass and said that, uh, can you allow us to go out so that we can deliver the mass to uh, the people who are in need? And uh, so, some police will stop them, uh, but some will listen to them and, and say thank you, because even the police do not have enough mass. So they were very thankful uh, to this pastor who gave them the Mass and they uh, they give them permission on paper so that they can go out. Nobody can go out, but these pastors can go out and visit different uh, families and people and share the gospel with them. Uh, thousands of people come to know the Lord because of the Mass. So your donation of the Mass and also the money to buy some food actually is a big tool to reach out to people. And a lot of uh, small groups, and even I would believe after this virus is gone, how churches will be started. Right now, it's still very hard to gather people all together. But thousands of small groups have been developed all over China, even in the city of Wuhan. And uh, also government officials too, not just police, government officials, they they're listening to the pastor share gospel stories, some secretly, privately accept Christ. They are still communist party member. They cannot, right uh, now, they cannot uh, withdraw uh, their membership. Uh, of course, a lot of them, they want to maintain their status because that's how they get paid and uh, not being persecuted. If they withdraw being a party member, it's not just the government will not pay them monthly, uh, but they could be persecuted. Why are you, what's the reason that you withdraw? And uh, they will find out and it will be serious. So even right now within the <clears throat> Christian community and even some police station and uh, government offices in villages and towns, they know that um, the U.S. citizens are not bad guys. They Mm. They give these masses and the relief goods uh, to help them. Uh, so the government is fighting, but a lot of ordinary people, they really know the love from from the U.S. And a lot of them, because of the virus, uh, they have to stay home. They have low no work. They lost their job. But uh, on the other hand, They have a lot of time to think about a lot of things. And one thing they think about is their life. What do they lead? Are they chasing for money? Uh, Yes, they, they, they still need money to survive. But on the other hand, they're thinking about the meaning of life. And so when Christians share with them about the gospel, they are willing to join the WeChat call, like a video call every week, and especially on Sunday service. They are willing to join. And they listen to the sermons, and many of them, they become Christians, just like that. So, uh, and a lot of people, I mean, there's not traumatic miracles, but there's a lot of miracles because there's some hard-minded uh, Communist Party member no, uh, within some Christian family. I mean, Christians in their family do not think their father, who is a Communist Party member, uh, very against religious and, uh, Jesus Christ, they, they will become Christian. But during this, uh, several months, uh, many of them, they come to know the Lord. So we believe these are small miracles, but it's very miracles because only God can change people's hearts. If our heart can change, I believe that's a miracle. And of course, there are also some, uh, sick people. Uh, when a pastor gives them mass and care about them they they become christians and many uh, I also know that there are many, many cases that people believe they have virus. They go to hospital and the hospital refuse them to go uh, they have to stay home and they pray and they recover and so they said this is miracle, and I believe this is really miracle too. Mm.
0: Amen. Wow. Well, praise the Lord, uh, Barnabas. Yeah, I've been hearing, too, that, you know, as a result of the virus, like you're saying, a lot of our pastors are having to be indoors and they're utilizing uh, technology. And like you're saying, WeChat. And can you expound expound on that a little bit? I, I know that's just really being used right now in their networks, right? and Reaching out. And is that the case?
1: Yeah, it is. Even I am in... Uh... I'm not in China right now uh, because I can. I also in a in a place that I cannot go anywhere. There's no in a national place, but I to preach to China for WeChat. So I record my message and send it to them, and then uh, they not broadcast, but they share with it within their group about my sermons. And also uh, in China, many pastors uh, they started to learn how to. We record their message like a videotape uh and then they send it out as a, a file. And then that's how the churches worship every Sunday, and also that's how they conduct their their prayer meetings and Bible study every week. Because mm-hmm. for three or four months they cannot meet face to face, but they were eager to meet each other online because they are lonely. They feel boring. You know, Chinese like to gather together. You know, they don't need mm-hmm. much personal space. So when they have, they are locked up in a small space at home, they want to interact with others. That's why the gospel is uh, um, spreading. Because people want to talk to other people and hear other people talking. So they talk to each other and question, and ask them to join the Bible study and prayer meeting. Uh, they will say yes and they come in and Holy Spirit works, and that's how they become Christian. Amen. So it's so wonderful to see how God works. I mean, God can use everything to bring people to Christ. Amen. Even in a crisis like this.
0: Yeah. Amen. Well, we're seeing that, Barnabas. I get the reports, and like you're saying, it's incredible that we can partner with you and every province 22 provinces throughout China, 1.4 billion people. Uh, are being touched, you know, potentially. And uh, just thank the Lord for our partnership. Barnabas, how can we pray for just this ongoing effort of ministry? I mean, I think we've kind of heard already so many things we can pray for, but is there anything in particular you'd like to add for us just to be remembering as we continue to pray for the ongoing ministry of the church planners and pastors in China dealing with COVID-19?
1: Yes, uh, please pray for, for all the pastors and church planters, uh, because they cannot meet. Um, so that means the, the the tidings from all the churches is going down because there's no way they can give. And, and uh, they can give online by WeChat, but uh, uh, because most people lost their job as well, so they don't have much money left and they... And the government is not helping them, you know. Mm. So uh, a financial situation will be an uh, impact too. The church in China, and I believe we want you guys to pray for the growth of the church. Now there are many new Christians uh, wanting to accept Christ, and they claim themselves Christians. Uh, how to follow up and and help them to grow in Christ and how to study the Bible and how to pray uh, is very, very important too. Otherwise, if we don't follow up well, they mm. will lose their faith very soon. Mm. So we pray that, uh, yeah, we bring people to Christ, but to make them disciple is a lifetime work. You know, we, we lead your prayer on that, uh, no matter how difficult it is. Uh, we'll continue on to share the gospel and bring people to Christ and also to, to disciple them so that they can go in church. We hope uh, by, the, by later this year, uh, when the virus is gone, we pray that the virus will be gone and the churches can meet face to face. Then we can uh, have a more personal interaction with the new Christians and uh, disciple them. And uh, also please pray that uh, I think there will be some younger generation because they can stay home to worship, just watching WeChat. Please pray that when we can meet physically, that they will still come to worship. Mm. because I, you know, people are lazy, and mm-hmm. uh, when you're at home and, and and just watch the WeChat, You can be in your pajama, you can, you can eat, you can do a lot of things, and you are not concentrating properly not sometimes not concentrate really mm-hmm. listening so yeah. uh please pray that uh this will not be a normal practice when Amen. we can meet together as a church mm-hmm. we should go to the church and meet together and pray together that's uh what the bible teaches really to gather together even two or three people uh Amen. so we we please be praying mm-hmm. for that as well
0: uh, thank you barnabas Really appreciate it. You know, many who are listening right now, they support one of these church planners or pastors in China, and I know they pray for them as well. And so here's some great points that you just mentioned, and I know our people will be praying. So thank you, Barnabas. Really appreciate this update with COVID-19 in China, and the Lord bless you. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you. Thank you all.
0: Thank you, Barnabas, for everything you've shared. You know, since we recorded this with Barnabas, I have received from Barnabas so many additional stories of how God is doing miracles in China because of our prayers and giving during COVID-19. One such story has to do with some of our church planters living outside of Wuhan in a small community of six villages with a total of 500 people. Due to COVID-19, all six of these villages, all of these 500 people, they were locked in place and they literally ran out of food. After two days of having no food, church planners from Wuhan brought two van loads of food that we provided and they brought this food to that area. All 500 people in these villages received the food and everyone, all 500, prayed to receive Christ. Even the communist officials who lived in those villages, a miracle of God. Here's your action point uh, for today. Pray for China. I mean, let's lift up our brothers and sisters in China who like us, they're also suffering and facing this COVID-19. And if you wanna give the COVID-19 help for China, simply go to 360serve.org and give to where most needed and just write COVID-19 help China in the comment line. We'll get those funds to our church planners in China. They will leverage those gifts to share God's love and proclaim the gospel so even more Chinese can receive Christ as Savior and Lord. Thank you so much for being with us at with today's episode. Share this podcast with a friend. See you next time as we'll hear from Barnabas about what it's like to live in China. Until then, may the Lord bless you.